It's been a little while since the Golden State Warriors had one of those good old-fashioned blowouts where you could just relax, kick back, sip a cocktail, and not have to focus intently as the Golden State Warriors are playing a nail-biter. This was just a nice, relaxing blowout. We're going to break down the Golden State Warriors spoiling Jordan Poole's homecoming, another dominating performance for a new front court that has my adoration. And of course, the Splash Brothers were vintage Splash Brothers. The Golden State Warriors are back to 500, folks. It's going to be a good time. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. I don't know if I want. I got to go look at, look at my docket. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on threads at Dog Wild. Good evening, everyone. Happy Friday night. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. I hope everyone's holidays are off to a good start. We just got past the darkest day of the year, winter solstice. So every day from this point forward is going to get a little brighter and the days will be longer. And hopefully the Warriors will continue to develop some more chemistry with this new version, this new iteration that we're watching, where a front court that has Jonathan Kaminga, my boy, the man I've been advocating for in this program for a long-ass time, and the rookie, Trace Jackson Davis. Those two together represent an incredible front court. Uh, and yes, Joe, a great call, by the way, in the chat. The third quarter Warriors are back. Uh, we did a show uh, uh, last year because the, the the Warriors' third quarter struggles started last season. And in doing the research, uh, in all four of those years where the Warriors won a championship in this recent dynasty, they've dominated third quarters. And they were not dominating third quarters last year. And while they're not dominating them yet this year, tonight and the previous game, it was great to see it. Because they were kicking butt coming out of the halftime tunnel. And the Golden State Warriors. No, Johnny Kyle, I'm not high as a mofo. I, I would like to be. Uh, <laughs> but no, I never I never uh, indulge before a program. I need to stay sharp. Uh, unfortunately, whether it's Wake and Bacon or Token, uh, I get a little too uh, comfortable and slow. No, I'm just maybe I'm a little tired. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> regardless, thanks everyone for joining the program. I want to start off again by, by giving this front court some incredible love. The Golden State Warriors tonight, in winning their fourth straight game, or an even 500 on the schedule now, or on the standings now. I'm going to go over the standings in just a moment, but the record right now, they're 14 and 14. Again, it wasn't that long ago, and there was a lot of doom and gloom when the team was at a 10 and 14 mark. But one of the huge things that turned things around is Steve Kerr having faith in his young third-year player, Jonathan Kaminga, who turned 21 
just this season, two months ago in October. And then the rookie, Trace Jackson Davis. I got to start with these two uh, before I, I shift gears and give love to the Splash Brothers. Stephen Curry had, had another fantastic game. An underrated aspect of his success tonight is the fact that Steph did not play at all in the fourth quarter. Steph's total minutes tonight was 26 minutes and 54 seconds by his standards, very low. Important because tomorrow the Warriors play again. They play a back-to-back. Those are always incredibly annoying to me. Uh, It's one of the many reasons you hear a lot of people advocating for the NBA season to drop to 70 games is because these back-to-backs are brutal, and the Warriors have another one. They play play tonight, obviously. They beat the Washington Wizards. Uh, Final score in this one was 129-118, a game that was not that close. It was incredibly, annoyingly close at the half when the Warriors led this game by just two points. Uh, and kept the Washington Wizards hanging in there. But they thankfully, again, had that uh, nice third quarter where they outscored the Wizards by, I believe, 16 points, uh, 38-22. Uh, and then and then they just kind of cruised by uh, after that. We, we saw some fourth quarter minutes from Usman Garuba, Lester Quinones, Jerome Robinson, Guy Santos. The two-way players are getting a run. That's when you know uh, the game is in control. Again, we haven't had one of these blowouts in a long time. But the, the Stephen Curry minutes, though, not seeing him in the fourth quarter, again, vitally important because tomorrow the Golden State Warriors uh, play the second half of a back-to-back. They're at home playing the Portland Trailblazers, and you're going to notice a lot more of these wins trickling in, not just because Steve Kerr has opened his eyes, thankfully, and he's playing Jonathan Kaminga and Trace Jackson Davis, and I have to read their numbers to you in a second because they're phenomenal, um, but they're playing weaker teams, all right? So, so they had easily the hardest strength of schedule to start the year in the NBA. And a lot of these really close games they had were against some of the best teams in the game. And now you're going to see a schedule that has, again, you know, the Wizards tonight. You play, granted, the second half of a back-to-back. It's at home, though, and you're playing the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the Christmas Day game is going to be on the road. That's a rough one. Uh, they're playing at the Denver Nuggets, and we'll get into that more tomorrow night uh, following post-game against the Trailblazers. But then they're at home playing the Miami Heat. They're at home playing the Dallas Mavericks. And then for the new year, it's a whole lot more at home and a lot less competitive than than what I just listed there. You're going to get a lot more of the Portlands and the Washingtons than you will the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I know the Miami Heat won't be easy, even though the Warriors usually play them really well. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks aren't easy, but compared to, say, the Clippers, uh, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, uh, I think the Warriors are going to have a slightly easier time against the Mavericks. I hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot saying that. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga tonight um, was fantastic. Started the game shooting six of seven. The man was a highlight reel. If SportsCenter is still a thing and you're watching those highlights tonight, it's going to feature a lot of Kaminga. He played 27 minutes in this game. Could have played more, but a lot of people are highlighting his efficiency, and rightfully so. The dude is shooting it lights out. He's not missing it much. He's not turning the ball over much. He's keeping the fouls, uh, the foul count down. And over the last eight games, uh, before I get into tonight's stats, just to show you, basically since he was almost out of the rotation, uh, I believe that was a game against the Portland Trailblazers where Steve Kerr inexplicably had him out of the rotation. We were on the verge of just not even seeing Kaminga anymore. Kaminga, I had sources telling me, was upset. Uh, There was talk within the building about a trade i'm guessing those talks are have subsided considerably and thankfully so 
because in that Portland Trailblazers game, in case you folks forgot, Kaminga was not playing at all. And then we saw him uh, come into the game at about the four or five minute mark remaining in the third quarter, and he lit it up. He was almost the the, the single biggest difference in that game for the Warriors coming back and, and winning. And in these last eight games, now that Kaminga's back in the rotation, he's averaging 16.1 points per game. He's shooting 61.9% from the field. He's shooting 47.6% from three. He's averaging 5.4 rebounds per game. And this is in 24.9 minutes per game. 24.9, by the way, not a lot. So those numbers are impressive in a limited amount. I'm advocating for 30 plus minutes. And who knows? Maybe the, the team knows something in the sense of Kaminga maybe physically is not ready to, to handle a heavier workload like that. I don't understand. I don't, I don't think that's the reason, but who knows? Um, I mean, look, Gary Payne, the second, we routinely see him play lesser minutes and we also see him getting injured a lot. So I don't know if maybe Rick Celebrini has said something to Steve Kerr, like, yeah, let's ease this kid in, in terms of minutes. He's never really had a rigorous season of basketball. Um, so who knows? I don't think that's the case. I'm just trying to come up with reasons that are actually logical for why, why Kaminga's minutes are down. But nonetheless, his minutes, his minutes are higher than they're, they usually are. And again, in the last eight games, averaging 24.9 minutes per game, 16.1 points. He's shooting 61.9% from the field. His three-point shooting is an absurd 47.6%, and he's averaging 5.4 rebounds. So if he was playing... 30 plus minutes per game, his rebounds would be six or higher, which is what on this show, when we were breaking Kaminga's uh, numbers down during the preseason in terms of what we expect, what we hope to see, um, we were hoping for six plus rebounds a game. So he's right near that mark. And he had a fantastic game tonight, uh, playing a, a total of 27 minutes was nine for 11 from the field at the half. He was six for seven from the field. Uh, he put two three point attempts, made one of them. So he shot 50% from three, uh, added four rebounds, added three assists. And those assists, by the way, it's part of his game that is, is growing right before our eyes. Uh, Clay Thompson had a very slow start to this game. Uh, in the first quarter, for example, uh, Clay, uh, his numbers uh, on the night, he was two for six from the field, one for three from three, uh, was a minus three in the plus minus, had five points. His shot wasn't there. You could tell he was off to a slow start. And there was a there was a sequence where Jonathan Kaminga had a wide open three point opportunity, and instead of taking it, he did what he does a lot, which is pass up an open look to one of his teammates who he knows is a better shooter. And in this case, he gave up a wide open three to another wide open three for Clay Thompson. And not only did Clay make that, but that was the shot that turned things around. Folks, you hear me use the word momentum a lot on this program. It's a very real thing when it comes to sports. And sometimes little moments like that, where you're giving a teammate a wide open look, he makes it. That's sometimes all a player, especially like Clay Thompson, needs to get the momentum going, to turn things around after a slow, sluggish start like he had. And Clay ended up having a fantastic game. I'm going to break down his numbers in just a moment. But kudos to Jonathan Kaminga uh, on the game in this 27 minutes and 11 seconds. Just one turnover was called for just two personal fouls. The dude is exemplary. Finished the game with 22 points tonight. He has emerged as being one of the team's best players. My only concern at this point is what Kerr, Steve Kerr is going to do when Draymond Green comes back. Because 
one thing I absolutely do not want to see is Draymond coming back and Jonathan Kaminga's minutes being reduced. You have to play those two together. Uh, Draymond Green, in all likelihood, is going to have to see his minutes go down considerably. And I'm talking like 20 minutes a game is what his average will probably be. Um, Kerr's going to have a challenge in front of him in terms of minute distribution. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was also missing from tonight's game. Wiggins is a player who has routinely been a reason for Kaminga not getting maybe the full run that some of us, myself included, want. Um, Wiggins was ill. I have no idea what the specifics were beyond that. But, uh, you know, I, so I don't know if, again, I don't know why uh, Kaminga and Wiggins can't play together. Uh, but for some reason, Steve Kerr, in one of the many imaginary rules he has in his head, one of those is that he he's not comfortable playing Wiggins and Kaminga together. But when, regardless, you you have to make Kaminga a, a permanent part of this rotation. He's got to be, regardless of who else um, is healthy. Uh, you know, again, when Draymond Green comes back, Kaminga has to play. Um, and, and he's proving it now more than ever that he's an integral part of this. So uh, let's let's really hope. And yeah, Kev, uh, who writes in the chat uh, that that Kaminga and Moody's minutes will go down when Wiggins and Draymond are back. I hope that's not the case because Steve Kerr is sacrificing this team's championship uh, odds if you're doing that. Um, it, it's clear cut to anyone who watches basketball. These youngsters are rising. These youngsters are showing they're going to belong. They do belong now. And you have a lot of veterans who are aging right before our eyes, who are not as impactful as they used to be. And I, I just really hope Kaminga uh, has earned his permanent spot in this rotation. Uh, in just a moment, I want to give Trace Jackson Davis his love as well, because he has been showing, again, all season long on this program. We've been clamoring for Trace Jackson Davis to play. He's finally getting his minutes, and boy, is the kid delivering. And we'll talk about that and so much more. Got to give some love to the folks who thankfully uh, are paying the bills for this program. First up is better help and let me get that graphic uh so that for the visual viewers on youtube you can also see their their link um but look we've talked about better help before i'm an advocate uh for eliminating any stigmas when it comes to seeking help uh for mental health uh there's absolutely no reason to ever feel anything negatively when it comes to pursuing help for an organ in our body that sometimes literally needs help and uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. And look, it, there's a lot of impediments to getting to, to getting help when it comes to therapy. Uh, it could be money. And one of the many positives of BetterHelp is that they do accept certain health insurers. Um, they're also virtual. So when it comes again to the money question, part of that involves taking time out of your work schedule, spending money on gas, maybe the time it would normally take you to drive to an office to speak to a, a mental health specialist at a physical location instead of doing it virtually. That time you spend just going there might cut into time that you'd be using to earn money, time you'd spend with your family, productive minutes. So the virtual aspect of BetterHelp is really, really a positive. Um, and it's, again, entirely online. It's it's designed to be convenient. It's designed to be flexible. And it's suited to your schedule. Um, so, so give it a try. If you're struggling in this world, and, and there's no shame in that, okay? Like, this is a crazy reality that we all share. And it's okay if sometimes it's just a little overwhelming for you. Or maybe it's a very serious thing. Regardless, 
don't be afraid to seek help. It's available for you. And in this case, that help I'm referring to is BetterHelp. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today uh, to get 10% off your first month. Again, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and follow me cyrus sauces on threads at dog wild trace jackson davis tonight was exemplary uh and at a certain point there might be a debate and discussion about him possibly becoming a starter because as much as i love kevon looney and i do i mean i, I if I, I you know it's it's really a bummer to to see Looney, I don't know if struggling is the right word, but he's not, he's certainly not making an impact out there. He, he sometimes looks a step slow. Um, and Trace Jackson Davis is just making such a, a, a considerable difference when it comes to impact between the two that I do wonder if there's going to be a decision that Kerr's going to have to make at some point in regards to Trace Jackson Davis, aka Trace Jr as Clay Thompson calls me now, because Clay Thompson has a brother named Trace. And so uh, he calls Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Trace Jr. That's his new nickname. But regardless, uh, you know, he's legit. The kid can ball. And uh, in tonight's game, no exception to that. He's five for seven from the field. Chris Paul is, in my opinion, if there's anyone out there that looks like they're having the time of their life with these two youngsters. And Chris Paul is also put on and taking on this huge role as a mentor, as a coach. He's, he's, he's literally leading the warriors on that court out there. And I don't know how the development of these young players would go. If, if Chris Paul is in there guiding them. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is because you, you see all these lobs that Chris Paul is just chucking up there that players like Trace Jackson Davis are throwing home. And tonight was no exception uh, there were a few of those out there. Trace Jackson Davis, 24 minutes, 34 seconds, five for seven from the field. The dude grabbed 15 rebounds, another double-double, 10 points on the night, even added three assists, uh, had a block shot as well. I absolutely love this kid. It, it blows my mind. He fell to that far in the draft. It's insane. I I, I it's a constant reminder of just how much incompetency exists in the front offices of the NBA and the organizations within it to let a kid like Trace Jackson Davis, the kid, he was dominating college. Okay. It's not like he's a surprise. It's not like he came out of nowhere. He was owning dudes playing for the Hoosiers and for him to slip that far down again, really thankful that the Warriors seized the opportunity uh, and, and, you know, it, there's a reason why the Warriors are on a four-game winning streak. He's one of them. Uh, he, he led the team last game in plus-minus with a plus-25. Uh, tonight's game, he was plus-10. Uh, and just a fantastic performance, again, from Trace Jackson Davis. 
who I can't get enough of seeing out there. Um, And yeah, it it was just awesome. In fact, uh, here is Steve Kerr talking about Trace Jackson Davis's game. Um, And again, Steve Kerr is the man who decides the minutes. That is single-handedly his biggest impact on this Warriors team. And he sees similarities between Trace Jackson Davis and Andrew Bogut. Let's see what a coach has to say. Really, since you've been here, you've never been a team centered around a center, really plays a lot through a center. Can you think of anyone that you've had on your rosters that might have looked like Trace, or is he just really just something new for you? I think people forget we used to have five centers on our team. For a few years, everyone wondered why we had so many centers, and now they all ask why we don't have any. But, um, you know, my first couple of years, we had Andrew Bogut, um, and we ran a lot of our offense through him at the top of the key, and he was a master of you know dribble handoffs and uh, diving to the rim. Uh, that's pretty high praise, you know. I mean, he's got a long way to go, Trace does, to, to become Andrew Bogut, but it's a similar threat. Trace is also a very good passer, like Bogues was, um, but just being able to um, to run those dribble handoffs and dives, and um, you know, that's the guy that I think of. Really, since you've been here, you Sorry, you've never been me, a team. Uh, let me let me stop that. There you go. Yeah. So um, I I don't know if I see a similarity between him and and, and Andrew Bogut. That maybe it's there. I, I never really thought of that until literally that attribution. Um, so I. I I don't see it. And that's not me being insulting. That's not, that's not necessarily me uh, being negative. I just don't think they compare that much, but um, yeah, coach, I do remember when you used to play centers. (laughs) What happened to that? It's nice seeing you do it again. Those are, those are the good times. That was when the team was dominating was when you actually had size out there. So uh, good to see uh, uh, Trace Jackson Davis getting minutes. Um, That was huge. Uh, for the night. Um, and again, I, there's no doubt in my mind, we're going to see a lot more of him tomorrow in a back-to-back uh, where Steve Kerr is going to rely um, much more so on young players, given the amount of short rest uh, that we're going to be expecting. Uh, a lot more to talk about. I, I do have to give Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson their love. The Splash Brothers had another awesome night. There was also a, a comment in the chat uh, uh, being critical of Kerr, and I and they weren't specific, but I know exactly what they mean. Uh, and I'm going to touch on that in a little bit because this wasn't a perfect night in terms of coaching. No hate. It's not going to be overly critical, but it does need to be called out because it was baffling. It made no damn sense. And the, and for the folks who brought up in the chat, Chris Paul, yes, plus 27. Chris Paul was phenomenal. In fact, really quickly, uh, just to run down his line, his numbers um, in 25 minutes of play, the fact he was a plus 27 tonight in terms of his net rating, despite the fact that he only scored four points. <laughs> It's incredible. It, it goes to show that 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 scoring is not always what's going to impact the game the most. He you, a game like his where he's setting other people up, making everyone around him better. Stephen Curry the other night when he scored just seven points had a similar stat line. His net rating was still awesome, just because again it's not always about you scoring. It is a team game, obvi. Uh, but tr- Chris Paul again, uh, despite four points, he was a plus twenty seven, had ten assists. In this game, he also grabbed seven rebounds. He was all over the place. And on a night where Jordan Poole was the main focus, the, the, the former sixth man, the former draft pick of the Golden State Warriors was back in town, along with a few other players out there, by the way. Patrick Baldwin Jr., Peanut Butter and Jelly was, was making a cameo appearance. Ryan Rollins, we already for, it wasn't just a year ago where the team invested money and, and, and to, to move up in the draft to get him in the second round. 
amazing how quickly things can change in such a short amount of time. And to see these players on the Wizards, the, 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 the point of bringing that up, besides the fact that I'm representing the pool party with this shirt here, is that players like Chris Paul also take notice to this. It, it's all lost on Chris Paul that he was the other player in this trade. And I think he wanted to make an impact tonight, too. He wanted to remind people, hey, look, I'm the guy who came in for Jordan Poole. And you know what? I'm better. And I'm going to make sure we win. So he had an incredible impact in this game as well. So kudos to Chris Paul. And I want to give the Splash Brothers some love in just a moment after I give some love to uh, one of another one of our sponsors. And this is one that I'm very active with, and that is Prize Picks. Uh, in all honesty, I, I'm going to look up right now if I won. Um, and while I'm doing that, the premise, I talk about this a lot. And a part of the and there's two reasons I talk about it a lot. One is they're a sponsor of the program, so I have to. But thankfully, it's a sponsor that I actually use. It's it's a sponsor I can endorse with pure, genuine words and emotion. Um, just because I play all the time. Uh, oh yeah, I won! I won, baby. Okay, so here's how it works. All right. And again, I've told people this before. If you ever want my you know my tips for prize picks. Uh, again, for you, uh, I'm on threads at dog wild, which is also my Instagram handle. You can DM me there and I'll give you my picks for the night. Um, so, and it's all about picking two to six players. It's all about deciding whether or not uh, you, the players you select are going to score more or less than a certain amount. And, and it's, it isn't just scoring. It could be assists. It can be reboundings, uh, rebounds. I'm sorry. It could be assists. Uh, so, and here's another really cool thing. So the, the, the bet that I want tonight was a four-pick entry, but I didn't need to get all four to win my bet. So it, what I mean by that is I got three out of four and was still a winner. That's how awesome Prize Picks is. When it comes to the bigger bets, if it's a two-player selection, you have to get both of them. Same with the th same with the three-player selection. But when you're betting on four or more players, and again, it's it's two to six players. If you get all six right. You can win up to 25 times what you bet. It's super fun. It's legal in California. So I bet on Clay Thompson to uh, score less than 21 and a half points. Uh, I bet on Stephen Curry to get less than 30. I missed on that. That was the one I missed. So I got three out of four on my pick. I bet on uh, Jonathan Kaminga to score more than 15 and a half points. And I bet on Jordan Poole because you have to bet on a minimum of players from two teams. So I can't just bet on Warriors players. So I had to bet on, on, on at least a player from another team. And I decided on the Wizards. And I bet on Jordan Poole to get more than 20.5 points. I got three out of four. I'm a winner. You can be a winner too. Prize Picks is super fun. And again, it's legal here in California. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. That means whatever you're putting in, you're actually going to play with double that amount because price picks will match that amount up to a hundred bucks. One more time, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to one hundred you are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, one final segment of Locked On Warriors. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, we're going to be right back at this tomorrow. 
Uh, so make sure you follow us for, for post game. The Warriors are playing the Portland Trailblazers. Tip is at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. And then they're off until Christmas Day where the Warriors travel to the Mile High City uh, to play the Denver Nuggets. The, the reigning defending world champions, undoubtedly one of the major obstacles for the Warriors in their pursuit for utter greatness. Uh, the chat is on fire right now. Hyper Nick 12, and I see you posting this a lot. Thankfully, I got to it this time, is asking, what do I think of this starting lineup? Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, Draymond Green, and Trace Jackson Davis. I have zero complaints. Sign me up. I'm in. All in. I absolutely love it. I think that's a fantastic lineup. Again, I, one thing that I'm seeing with this Warriors team that I'm genuinely in love with is a front court that includes Jonathan Kaminga and Trace Jackson Davis. Those two together on the court is poetry. Great things are happening when those two when those two play together. And here's the, here's the part that is not lost on me, and I hope it's not lost on the coaching staff, who seems to have this all-or-nothing focus on this year. Uh, Steve Kerr is adamant that he thinks this is a championship team. I agree with him, um, it, it, but it's you know it's entirely in his hands in terms of who he plays. I, but I do believe that if this team is going to be a championship team, you have to put faith in the Kaminga Trace Jackson Davis front court. It's awesome. It's versatile. It's big. It's athletic. Kaminga can shoot the three, uh, so he spaces the floor. So you're so and and Kaminga is versatile. Like he can be anywhere on the court, and teams have to respect him. He's also so damn fast uh, that when he attacks the rim, like defenders are just like literally backpedaling, falling over themselves. So he's getting some space defensively, and that's where he's getting a lot of these open looks that he's thankfully hitting. So um, I do love it. Uh, and and Richard Sarpong throws in that uh, they, he rather wants uh, Moses Moody at the two. This is the one negative. Okay, I'm just going to throw this out there real fast. We only have a few minutes left, and I'll give some love to the Splash Brothers to wrap this up. Um, Corey Joseph got minutes again tonight. I don't get it. Uh, at, the, at the first half, when the Warriors are leading by just two points, Moses Moody had eight minutes in this game. Corey Joseph had six. There was a there was a, a point in this game where Steve Kerr, again, the, the dude is infatuated with point guards. He, he just, and I don't know if it's because it makes his life easier because point guards, in essence, are sort of coaches on the floor. And and maybe it's just something that simple where he feels relief, like, oh, good, okay, someone else is, is actually leading this team because, the, you know, they're on the court and they're the point guard. But he had a three-point guard lineup out there. And they were not successful in the in the brief moment they were they were out to out there together. And I'm referring to Steph, Chris Paul, and Corey Joseph. Those three were out there together. I don't get it. Okay, it's it's not a winning formula. And the biggest issue I have with it is not necessarily the fact that other teams are going to attack you. Other teams are going to force your your foul count to go up because when you're playing small ball defensively, you're having to reach more. You're having to be extra aggressive with rebounds. You have to be extra aggressive playing defense, trying to block shots on bigger players that you're going to be more likely to commit a foul. So when you see the Warriors with these high foul counts, part of it is, is the officiating. The officiating tonight was an absolute joke. For one minute, you saw uh, Warriors players just getting hacked with, with the whistle not being blown. And then the exact same play on the other side uh, happens where you know a Warriors player may make contact with a Wizards player and those refs aren't hesitating to blow the whistle, sending the Wizards to the free throw line tonight. But small ball doesn't help your cause. 
you're going to commit more fouls when your defense is smaller than the opposition just because you're oftentimes going to be put in uncomfortable positions defensively. And but but besides that, bigger picture. Like when I see Kaminga and Trace Jackson Davis, it's not just this year I'm pumped up for. It's the future of this organization that I'm excited for. The Warriors are going to be playing beyond this year. And I don't understand why people are glossing over the fact that this coaching staff does not make decisions based on that at all. Because if they did, Moses Moody would be getting a bigger run. Moses Moody in tonight's game, and I know statistically he's not someone who's lighting it up routinely. His stat line tonight is nothing to write home home about. Five points on the night. He was just one of four from the field. He was just 0 for 3 from beyond the arc. That's not who Moses Moody is, okay? Moses Moody is someone who makes clutch baskets. Moses Moody is someone who makes the right pass, the right play. He makes clutch baskets. And maybe most importantly, he's a damn good defender. So he's not a liability on the defensive side, unlike a lot of these other small players are uh, that, that Steve Kerr is putting out there, especially Corey Joseph. Um, so that is a negative. I, and, I, and I know a lot of people were griping about that. I, I read your, your comments. Um, it makes no damn sense. I don't understand it. I don't think Corey Joseph should be playing 13 minutes and Moses Moody's playing 18. Like Moses Moody should be getting most of those minutes and those minutes should be going to other players on this team, not Corey Joseph. No, no offense to Corey Joseph either, by the way, but it's just why. Why is Corey Joseph getting those minutes? I, I just don't understand it. It doesn't, it doesn't help the team now. It doesn't help the team in the future. Part of developing players is giving them reps. It's the best way for them to develop. So I feel you if that's your gripe. Uh, uh, real fast, the Splash Brothers tonight, Stephen Curry uh, didn't play the fourth quarter, was 9 of 18 from the field. He was 8 of 13 from beyond the arc, finished the game with another 30.9. He had 30 points on the evening, added seven assists, four rebounds. And Clay Thompson, after a slow start, it's so good seeing him getting his shot back. It wasn't a great night for him, but it was certainly a good night. 20 points for him, uh, and he added three rebounds as well. He was 4 of 10 from beyond the arc. 40% I will take all day, every day. Thank you, everyone. Happy Friday night. Go Warriors. Been a long time since we saw a nice blowout win like that. There's this episode of one of my favorite TV shows, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where on more than one occasion, they've, they've made references to just having a nice, calm, relaxing, blackout drunk night and replace blackout drunk with Warriors blowout. And I just, that's all I want. I just want a nice, calm evening where the Warriors just kick some utter, complete ass. And we, and we had that. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope you all have a good rest of the night. We'll be back at this soon. Tomorrow night, we're right back at it. Where's my banner so I can say bye-bye? There you are. Bye-bye!